1: Hi, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Welcome back to our podcast series. Today, or this week, I should say, we're going to talk about the great resignation and how it's not new. It really isn't. It's a complete myth that the Great Resignation is new, but furthermore, what I really want to get into is what to do about it. You are going to hear from myself and my friend and co-host in this series, JC, and we are going to go over the myth from people are lazy and do not want to work, to the fact that we have less people in the USA of working age, uh, also we're going to openly discuss how people are fed up with low pay, no advancement and development, and quite honestly, being treated like a cog that is abused. Hopefully, not at your organization. And then the last two session or sections of uh, the podcast are going to discuss. You know what can we as employers, as leaders, as HR professionals do about it? And then finally, which is super important, how do you get your executives to listen and take action? Let's jump in.
0: People retiring, not being replaced. Huge problem. What are you going to line up doing now? The old methods of the five-day work week? Is that something that you keep in place? Do you keep the weekends on the table, do do we shoot for 60 hours plus? Do we have to become much more flexible in those regards as well?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you're seeing it all over. If, if anybody that's listening today, if you're not already on LinkedIn, please go on LinkedIn. But literally every day, multiple times a day, I see many people in my network Um, posting about uh, flexible work hours and four-day work weeks. So uh, previous to COVID probably, and and it's been going on for a long time, but the big conversation was just flexibility, flexibility, flexibility. You know, let me start and end my day at a certain time. Let me be flexible so that I can um, go to my kid's soccer game on a Wednesday afternoon, but still get my work done. Are there some concerns with uh, flexible work hours and even four day work week and um, people choosing their start and end times for hourly workers sure is it over is it something that can be overcome by hr absolutely it just takes a lot of communication and a lot of planning but now the hot thing is not just about the flexibility um, it's about remote if possible um, and then also the four day work week so for the people that are listening If your business absolutely 100% cannot be done in four days because it requires you to be in person, you're making things, um, physically making things, your employees are gonna get that. They're gonna say, I know I can't work from home, but maybe if they're doing like an online training or they have to do reports, can they do that from home? Um, What you need to consider if you absolutely have decided or you have to have an in-person organization then you're going to need to consider the four-day work week, or even you know three-day and you know part-time hours. Not everybody wants to work full time after the pandemic, as well. Um, you know, since the pandemic, assuming if they want benefits or not, as well.
0: You had mentioned training moments ago. Do you want to get into that right now, or do you want to move on to our next piece?
1: No, let's do that. Let's talk about training. Um, <laughs>
0: Is it as you- simple as going out there and finding a vendor on the marketplace that has a plethora of on demand online trainings and buying that and just saying, Look, you're set, Amino Domino, Nabisco, is Shredded We run with it, baby. Get those get those courses done, come back to work and and just keep working. That's the, is that the right way to do it, or is there something better that we could I I don't know. Talk to me.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting what's right for one company. is not going to be right for another company. Right. So you, um, right. Uh, so <laughs> you're going to have to, you're going to have to really, you know, uh, this needs to be a team effort. I would, I would advise to get some kind of uh, council or committee together, uh, from managers that need to be involved, supervisors, and then good regular employees have been there for a while and who ha- who are new, you know, a, a, one size fits all really doesn't fit fit all. And I'll give you an example. So I have a client um, in a different state that is actually a government employer, and they have just implemented LinkedIn learning. And, you know, there's something to be said about LinkedIn learning. Um, And it's a great resource. Nobody's using it. Yeah, I was just on a call the other day with the new HR manager and HR director. And I said, okay, what did you get any stats on the LinkedIn learning? Like nobody's using it. Nobody knows how to use it. Nobody knows what the purpose is. I, I say nobody, but I'm going to go with like 5% of this huge what organization is, is actually using it. huh?
0: What is it? I know that they were in the news for something with Coca-Cola maybe over the past year or so, but that's like about all I know.
1: Yeah. So LinkedIn learning use is used to be a different company and, um, like an online training company and then LinkedIn learning acquired them. So you, if you have access to LinkedIn learning, which not everybody does, cause it's not free, it's usually, so you can go there as an employee or as me or you, and just go on to LinkedIn and find some training programs and then buy it. Many of them are free too, but, um, many of them are part of like Workday or something like that, another platform, and your organization buys it, and then you have unlimited access uh, to anything that you want. Well, that's a little overwhelming for everybody. So what we're working on with this client is, okay, we have to go department by department, role by role, and give actual feedback to employees and say, hey, if you... Um, based on what you just told me in our feedback session that you wanna be at this role within two years, here's the training that is available to you either in the organization, and training may also be just working with certain people who have skills, so it's on the job training, but then here's the online training or classroom training. Um, Many people do not learn from online training. So, even if you have this amazing online training resource, some individuals might say, "No, I need in person. I need um scenarios. I need to act this out. I need to you role know play. pretend that yeah, yeah. I, we need a role play." Um, I was doing that this afternoon with with a client as well. I'm like, okay, nice. let's take these scenarios and let's role play it and make it really specific and real for you right. We tend to throw training at a manager. Uh, or anybody, any employee, and we say, okay, you watch that vid- video, now you got it. The manager's <laughs> manager needs to be watching that video, too, if it's video-based, so then you could talk about it and say, okay, this situation just happened today. Remember that video we watched next, last week? How are we going to put this situation um, up against what we learned, and then how are we going to hold our employees accountable moving forward? How are we going to help them, and how are we going to do it all in a four-day work week? <laughs>
0: all the while not being jerks to each other at the end of the day.
1: Yes. Yes. That's ideally what it is. We want, you know, employees are done with uh, managers being the boss. They're done with being told what to do without being respected, without being given training and development opportunities. Um, For many of you that are, are listening today, Uh, you know, you're probably listening because you've heard about this, this podcast through a training program and that's great. You know, please don't give up on training, but know that you have to take it to the next level for the rest of your staff and your good old regular employees, especially those employees that say, I don't need any training. We all need training. We're all human beings and we have to make it so that it's not a punishment, (laughs) I see that a lot that you're going to this training and it's a punishment when people should say, no, I want to learn more and my employer is investing in me and not holding me accountable for missing work because I'm at a training.
0: Wendy, do you know why a group of chickens walked across the street right into a pack of wolves?
1: (laughs) Oh dear. No,
0: (laughs) because they were told it was just a training mission. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, that's horrible.
0: (laughs) All right. Moving right along. It's no secret that uh, overall people are fed up. People are fed up with low pay, no advancement, being treated like a, a cog in the wheel, someone that's being abused. A lot of statistics out there report this and say this. It's time to get deeper into that portion of the topic. Are you ready to go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have some statistics to share on that as well. There was um, an article that was published in late 2021, so still in the pandemic, and it was from McKinsey and Company. It reported that because people felt they were isolated, whether working from at home or being physically separated in in the physical workplace, um, there was a lot of insert, uncertainty. obviously, we all dealt with it. I know I had a lot of anxiety during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and then so employees are not only feeling isolated, uncertainty, and then all this different kind of change. and it, some for some organizations, it was good change. You know, some of my clients um, were busier than ever because of the pandemic, but they weren't prepared for it. and neither were their employees. But most employees are craving some kind of investment in them in the workplace, a human investment. They want to know, hey, is, does my mission align with the company's mission? Right. Uh, side note there, you should have asked those questions in the interview. Not now, but many it, of you have not.
0: It's funny how the uh, the workforce, the employee, and the employer all have matured so much through what we've been yeah. through, isn't it? It's well. Yeah, You're exactly right. That should come out much, much sooner in the process.
1: We're going to take a pause right here and tune in to the next session where we will discuss revamping your recruiting process instead of waiting till after people are hired to figure out what their knowledge, skills, and abilities are. And this will help Everybody on the team maintain their sanity.
0: Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.